Well, I guess we're live. What's up, everybody? I'm Dustin from Track Days here in Southern California, and uh, I'm on tonight with the Nissanis from Altus Motorsports. Um, you guys have probably seen them. They're basically like a talent factory over there. So uh, what's up, you guys? What's up, Dustin? Hey, how are you? We're good. Yeah? Everything great? Okay, yeah. so... Uh, well, let's get this thing started. I mean, you guys, you guys are in the middle of nowhere or like, would you say an middle hour and a half nowhere, past the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma? Yeah. We're yeah, about we three hours very, from Dallas, two hours from Amarillo, Texas. The very farthest southwest how, corner of Oklahoma. How far from Fort Sill, Oklahoma are you guys? About an hour. About an hour. About an hour west. Yeah, do it. Wow. That's where our second store is at is over there. Oh, you guys have a yeah, second we're... store in what Lawton? In Lawton, called Lawton yeah. Sports. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I spent a summer with the United States Army in uh, Fort Hill, Oklahoma. Get so. out there in the summer. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I I do remember it. I do remember it being like humid, pretty humid, um, and um, really hot. Even even at like six a.m. Yeah, it's hot then. It's not as humid as say like. Mississippi, Georgia. Alabama, humid. Oh, oh, yeah, dry. totally. It's, it's just yeah, hot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just that particular summer. You know, everywhere else in the country at that time, this was like, um, this was thirty years ago. But um, yeah. yeah, like I'm, all like forty eight now, not eighteen. <laughs> but we don't talk about age. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was that that summer. I don't know if you guys remember '93, but like there was floods and stuff all over through the Midwest. So, you know, maybe that generated a lot of the humidity that we had. But yeah. uh, man, Fort Sill, hot. Or maybe it was just because we were wearing camis and combat boots and shit. That could be so. part of it. That yeah. could really be part of it. Yeah, right on. But yeah, it does get hot. We get in the 110s. This last summer, we were over 90 days of over 100. No so, kidding. That's crazy. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, last summer here, I, I live in the Southern California desert. So, yeah, last summer was pretty spicy, but it didn't get spicy till the end of summer. Like, it, we didn't even use our pool last year till like July, which is weird. Wow. So, wow. Um, we fly some of our mechanics in that are on the team out here and they complain, oh, it's so hot out here. There's no way. <laughs> right on. I got a couple of comments too. I got uh, Chris from Pin the Gas already says what's up. I guess uh, Chris had uh, had your son on his podcast earlier. Yeah, so. he's in trouble because he didn't tell us he was going to be on the podcast so I could watch it. So he's in trouble. Yeah, we'll have to scumbag uh, Jarrett into doing my podcast at some point. But uh, yeah. so you guys, you guys have been in the Moto America paddock basically since Moto America started, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, the 390 Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes. Yeah, we started with Jarrett in the 390 Cup, which was pretty cool. And uh, a kind of interesting mm -hmm. story, we were driving to Utah, and we pulled up to a gas station, and we saw this trailer that had a, a road race bike on the side of it. It was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And we go over and introduce ourselves to him, and it was J.C. Camacho from Texas, okay. out of Houston. And we connected in the following year. We actually formed a team, and he, he rode for our team. Wow, man, that's that's so cool. I mean, you guys, shit, it's been eight years, I guess, for you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, you guys have a huge presence at Voto America, and we'll talk about that later. But 
you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and I had no idea until like a week ago that you guys were actually a dirt bike program. Like you guys are a huge deal in the amateur motocross world. Yeah. We're one of only two or three Yamaha national trackside support dealers. And our oldest son, Jordan does all of that and travels to all the Southwest stuff and Loretta's and all of that. I mean, he takes care of, all of that. Yeah, corporate have- Yamaha called us this week. We're going to go to Arizona in, I think it's March or April for an event out there. They want us to go to, and uh, we're heavily, heavily involved. In, that's our bread and butter for our business. Yeah. Wow, like man. Like when Jordan goes to a race, he takes like four or five mechanics because if you're a Yamaha rider through Blue Crew, like say your bike broke down before a moto, you come to our trailer, you have to buy the parts, but all the labor's on us and we get you up and running before your next moto. Really? Take it down to crankcase, nuts and bolts. We build it right back up. No shit. That's crazy. How did you guys become in that level of involvement in dirt bike stuff? Jordan, our oldest son, uh, we started, when we bought the business, we were hooked on motorcycles at that point. And we got Jordan involved at four years of age racing hmm. and he did it for he, about what 12 13 years until he yeah, discovered girls I mean, he grew up racing with like justin bogle and colt nichols that's who we rode with and like jordan would go stay at justin bogle's house and so like that's all we did and i was at the track with them because the dealership was brand new so like 90 percent of the time it was just me and the boys and george was running the dealership wow. so we'd go and we'd ride and we'd do what we needed to do and so I you were the, the moto mom the moto mom. Oh, yeah. I was She's mechanic. the mechanic of the family. I was his mechanic. I oh, was no his shit. Mom. I was mechanic, yeah. You were turning <laughs> wrenches on dirt bikes. Oh, hey, I changed top ends within 30 minutes of a moto. He was oh, dude, a like, he rough on him. Good on you, man. Like, I'm basically, um, Richard makes fun of me when he sees me with tools in my hands. <laughs> I'm, Jordan makes I'm, fun of his dad when he sees him with tools. I, Jordan, I'm useless as a mechanic, man. Change, like, you know, adjust his chain or something, and Jordan would be like, Mom. Can you double check that? I'm like, yeah, I'll get it. Don't worry about it. Wow, dude. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was fun. That's awesome, man. But I so, work on cars and stuff with my dad. So really, that's why he started dating me, so I could work on his bike. Exactly. Oh, so a little bonus. Exactly. <laughs> right. I changed out the exhaust on his bike while we were dating. Yeah. So you guys, uh, when 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 did you? How long into owning the dealership did you start doing this? motocross thing as far as with yamaha it's been about probably seven years now okay um we were already doing stuff locally in our area and we had partnered with a a shop out of houston called ebr performance probably close to 10 years ago and we basically supplied them all the yamaha motorcycles for the team and then we uh financially we were able with uh his name is josh rogers that owns the the ebr team and our commitment to it, we were able to provide basically six to eight riders the best motorcycles to compete at the highest level on the amateur side that would compete to go to Loretta's. So we've won some national championships with them. And wow. then as we did, we corporate Yamaha saw what was going on and we've just, we got uh, picked up to go and uh, be trackside support. One of only three dealers in the United States that's on basically this part of the country. And, and that was Jordan. Jordan really pushed that. Yeah. When he graduated college and Stefan came to work at the shop full time, he worked on that. That was his goal was to be really top. We're going to have a supercross team one day. Yeah. I was sure. wondering about that. I mean, yeah, it, like, one. let me ask you this. Like, 
I, I've seen the the picture of the Altus shop, you know, and that it's it's on the it's on the uh, thumbnail for this video. But mm-hmm. I see a lot of side by sides and stuff. Like, are you guys like a major sport bikes seller? Do you guys no. sell like a shitload of R ones and stuff? R sixes. No. Now my Lawton store does a lot of street. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, but not the Alta store. We're more motocross. Like I'd say, fifty sixty percent is uh, is motocross. So it totally makes sense that you guys market in uh, Motor America paddock and sport bikes. Yeah, we spend yeah. all this money for that exactly. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you know Altus Motorsports and dirt, then you know us in street and vice versa. And you know, most street bike riders get a dirt bike at some point in time, so. Doesn't every road racer need a, like a Polaris Ranger or? Um, you know, I'm Yamaha guy. So, um, a YXZ, you know, YXZ or whatever. I, exactly. I don't even know what they're, they're all called anymore. Like I, I'm, I only deal with the two wheel side of things. I don't, I, those go-kart, those, the, those cars basically like, that's what they you are. Know. The, we, we moved out in the country last year. We bought some more extra land and the boys have already built a motocross track on our land. Of course. They had a professional track builder come in and build it. In on your land. Okay. On our yes. land, yeah. So would you yeah. guys uh you, did did they buy some bobcats and stuff to maintain it? Or, oh, like, we have a skid steer. You have a skid already- steer. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a water bobcats truck at the house? No, that's Jordan's been looking. Okay. Okay. Or you guys could do like what Rich Oliver used to do and he had sprinklers set up out there. He was turning yes. the sprinklers on and water the track that way. Some it's of the Texas tracks are that way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so you, like how long have you done the dealership thing period? 25 years. 25 years you guys have been at it. 6 months old when we bought it. Yeah. No shit. That's amazing. That yeah, is when amazing. I was 26 years old. I had the opportunity to work. I was an insurance adjuster with State Farm and I was over in Altus working insurance claims and I was wanting to buy Jordan, our son, a PW50. And I happened to walk in this store and we got on the subject of owning a dealership and they said, this one's for sale. And basically about 18 months later, the dream came through and Jeanette said, are we crazy? You know, we're packing up and moving from Lawton to Altus to, you know, there's well, nothing I quit here. Working, I did hair and nails. I quit working. I did my last haircut at noon on a Saturday, went and worked at the dealership and ran it for five years. No kidding. We were given the keys and three employees, which bottom line is they were all let go within a very quick amount of time and make it happen. (laughs) We had no training, nothing. Wow. So you guys just kind of like made it work. Yeah. Well, we both had dream right there. We both had retail experience, which was helpful. But when we took over the dealership, it was like on the verge of bankruptcy. There was what two helmets in the store. Yeah, they had faked uh, robbery, so like every one of the parts was on the floor. Oh wow! In the parts room, yeah. Yeah, so like we lost so many parts because I mean you can pick up a bearing, but just because you know the size of the bearing, you don't know what it goes to or anything else. I mean you throw it in a box, but you're never going to sell it. They didn't have any type of automation for inventory. There was no no system set up. So we had to go in st- and set all Microfish. that stuff up, and it was just nuts. <laughs> Microfish. <laughs> yeah, you know the old breeders that you put the pieces. Uh, yeah, dude, that's so hilarious. Yep, that's what I learned on. Wow, yeah. that's that's really something, man. So, I I guess you guys obviously have been pretty successful then to do what you guys are doing. We've been you know? blessed. 
We've been really blessed with it. It's yeah. made our life, and we, you know, we get to go have fun every day. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm I'm a little uh, I was a little confused by how your race team worked, and I know that um, I was at Daytona. I saw I I even shook hands with Eric at uh, Daytona last year, and then like right afterwards, he had this, you know. So like how 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 yeah he had like a heart attack or something right yeah yeah so how big of a role did he play in your guys' race program huge huge, huge. role I mean huge. he was the huge. he was the Everything. head guy as far as like the chassis suspension making sure the right the bikes were prepped for every round uh, he managed the, um, the 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 mechanics. Um, you know, when you when you lose a person like that, it was detrimental to our team. And uh, and, and as soon as uh, really bothered Jared. Yeah, Jared and him were extremely close. Uh, and as soon as this happened, I knew the team. I told Jared up front. I said, and the team. I said, it's going to be a tough, tough year. You just can't. You know, it was already in March. I think when it happened, and uh, we yeah, had just March finished like Daytona, and about a week later, he passed away. I'm like, it's going to be tough. You're not going to oh, find man. the right people. And we struggled the first, um, all the way until Laguna. It was a, a you know, even through Laguna, we struggled. But we were blessed that we, the Ulriches introduced us to Boyd Bruner. And uh, we, we brought Boyd out yeah. and tried him with Jarrett. And they really connected. And the other uh, riders uh, felt the same way. And so we brought Boyd on full time and um, to, to manage and be the team manager. And uh, Crucci for the team. Wow. I I remember Boyd from uh, when Attack was involved in the writer's discount program back in the day yeah, with the Triumph thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, him and Richard have a good They, they won like they Daytona that year, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they won <laughs> Daytona that year, you know. Um, yeah. But like, Eric was more than just, like, our crew chief because he moved from Florida to Oklahoma. And when he did that, you know, the boys would go dirt bike riding on weekends with him. He was at oh, the house man. for holidays. He was he was part of our family. I mean, he really, truly was just, he was like a brother to George and I. Oh, wow. And it was really hard. And so, you know, for six years, seven years, you know, Jarrett and him fought. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody fought with Eric. But, <laughs> but he had a, from what I remember about that guy is he had a really strong personality. Very. Very it was strong. his way or it was no way. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Him and I used to butt heads too. But, you know, like Jared used to say sometimes that he didn't always like his setup or whatever, but he never, tr he always trusted that his bike would finish the race. Right. And so <clears throat> then this year having mechanical issues and stuff like that, it was just, it really messed with his head. And it was because he his didn't. His confidence trust his was bike. gone. Yeah. He didn't trust his bike anymore. Yeah. And that's a hard I hear thing that. to get back. I mean, a lot of this game is mental, right? So, oh yeah, right. Like, I would arguably most of this program is mental, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Ninety percent of it, I would agree. Yeah. This is actually a good question coming in from uh, that weird Honda guy, Trevor Watson. Um, uh, with the relationship with Factory Yamaha and trackside support for amateur motocross, why choosing Suzuki for road racing? Uh, as far as the super sport program, you know, Jarrett was originally on an R6, um, but then we got introduced to the Ulriches about, what do you think, six, seven years ago? 
Yeah, I mean, we tried to do it on our own. You know, when we switched from the KTM Cup and stuff, when we tried to run the Super Sport program on our own, that's incredibly hard. If you don't have knowledge of the data, you don't have knowledge of chassis, chassis, this, that, and the other. And, you know, you can try to do it with your own mechanics, your own whatevers, but if you want to step up and be competitive and be a force in the paddock, you better get some help. Yeah. And so George went and talked to them and he was like, yeah, you know, we'll help you out. We'll do this. I've been thinking about doing that kind of stuff anyway. So George and Chris talked a lot. and But we had to be on Suzuki's and we actually sell Suzuki at our sister store. So it makes sense, you know, for us still to ride Suzuki's, even though, you know, we're heavily involved with Yamaha and we've stopped and, we, and Yamaha knows that we ride Suzuki's and um, we're a multi-line dealer between both stores. So there's no hard feelings between anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So and, like, know, Honda, I, if you're listening, we sell those too. So if you want to step up and give us some Hondas, we'll do that too. Did you see, you know, Trevor, <laughs> did you see Trevor, the contingency today? Dude, Trevor oh sent me their contingency. It's like, it's holy shit. Yeah. 10,000 for first place and stock 1000. We're in the wrong class again. No kidding. <laughs> Always. Yeah, I saw that. Trevor sent me that earlier today. And uh, Ricky Bobby out of South Carolina, you know, he's Love the him. box, the Boxo Tools guy. Um, he sent me that too. He's like, man, somebody's going to get paid. I guess Jeff May is selling his two Hondas. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, somebody's going to go after that stupid money or Honda, like, or maybe Honda's got a plans that they haven't announced yet, maybe, you know? Yeah, I kind of think they might. It kind of makes me think that, you know, I don't think Honda would just... Honda's never been, like, at the forefront of road race contingency. No, they have not. Like, never. Never. So, something's a-brewing over there with the the There was a rumor at the end of the season that they were going to have a team this year, something come out. Yeah. I, you know, walking around with the team, I hear, I heard Chuck Chiquetto talking about there being, like, a Honda semi come in, but... I've also heard that's going to be the disrupt guys. Huh? No, I haven't heard that, but who knows? Oh no. Yeah. Like no. I heard, well, cause like, you know, disrupt was selling all their shit. So yeah. like, but then they're also hinting that they're continuing. So like, you know, I've heard it's it, triumph. Oh yeah. Yeah. That could be cool too. I mean, you know, another team out. in the paddock is good. You know, it's, it's always a, a good thing. It's always yeah. a good thing. Competition only makes you better. Yeah. You know? Just like the super sport class this year. Holy shit. Yeah. That is going to be so competitive. Stop. It is. Well, I mean, it's like you got all together. those fucking Ducatis, first of all. Like, <laughs> yeah, jackasses. I love them. Sorry. <laughs> love you, Kayla. Sorry. Wow, dude. But, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of du- mean, lot of Ducatis, man. Those things are they're really fast, you know. They got they are fast, and they got crazy people riding them too. Oh yeah, right. Yes. I mean, you know, as oh, a, yeah. as it stands right now, I mean, you know, not to take anything away from anybody riding Yamahas right now, but like I've got PJ picked for that. He's my pick to win the thing. Yeah, you know, I, I have to go with Jake and Jarrett and. Oh yeah, you guys. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I mean, you guys have, you guys have good writers as well. I, you know, PJ's just 
he was winning superbike races last oh, season. Yeah. He's, oh yeah, he's so, he's incredibly talented. Like, he beat Jake Gagne heads race. up in superbike. Oh, yeah. So the dude's a the dude's has got to be like a special kind of uh, lunatic to pull that That's off. That's what I said. They all have to be a special kind of crazy to race like they do. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you guys, you guys got that Jake Lewis guy. Like that guy is kind of a lunatic too, right? Yes, but you know. So what made you, you know, for for several years now, you guys have raced in damn near every class. You had like eighteen hundred bikes in your paddock, you know, in your pit. Like every every single class had two or three bikes in it. Like, what made you guys this year choose just the one class? Just trying to use what we have as our crew chief and the guy we got for data Murph to consolidate that and make it a little bit easier on them and to give more focus and more energy to Jarrett. And, um, Jarrett's incredibly, incredibly talented. He's had some really shitty luck. Yeah. And, um, I really truly believe that his day is coming. You know, a lot of people don't think that he's, as fast as he is and all that kind of stuff. He is so fast. He's so talented and his day is coming and it's our job to give him everything that we have, you know, yeah, to get there. And I really think this year is his year. I really do. If, if we were to make predictions, what, what round do you think is going to be like the Jarrett's going to shine round? Inside baseball, what's right which one's his favorite? His favorite track is Jersey. Really? Yes, he loves Jersey. He always does well at Barber. Okay. Um, he usually does pretty decent at Laguna too. So it'll know, take I him think... a couple rounds to get in the groove and find out with these fast riders, you know what's going on. But you know, our goal for him this year is is definitely in the top five. Hopefully, around. And what wow. a lot of people don't realize about Jarrett either is. He has a full-time job. Racing is not his full-time thing. He's an, he's an airplane mechanic. He works on the Air Force Base. <laughs> he just started working for Boeing as a, a parts liaison with the guys. But, I mean, he works every day. And so when he goes and practices and stuff, I mean, he has to really – we have to schedule tests, and we have to do that kind of stuff. And he doesn't get to go and just ride, you know? Wow. So. But well, having a guy like Jake is cool because – they became their relationship is almost like you know best friends, and Jake has really uh, been there for Jarrett, especially like last year when Jarrett was struggling. Jake would come over, uh, get him pumped up. He would you know kind of tag him along on the track, and um, and then having a young guy like Torin that came in last year, Dakota, and just was on the box, uh, and having fresh you know a fresh guy like that underneath the tent is going to be awesome too because it just yeah. gives a different perspective, and uh, surrounding you know people successful makes you a better person yeah i remember Torin when he's a little guy racing at chuck walla a few years ago yeah yeah he's been around so excited to have him yeah so just so do you i guess it, uh picking the one class instead of like all of them is uh probably easier to keep spares in hand for yeah. everything yes. right yes so you don't have to have like an mto seven or r7 clutch and a jixer thousand clutch and a exactly <laughs> well unfortunately the stock 1000 class it hasn't you know with the way they're doing the rounds now 
and it's limited rounds that they go to. You know, we operate with a semi, you know, a full truck and a setup. So what are you bringing half your personnel? And, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And we tried uh, that at the Ridge and Laguna last year and it just, it didn't feel right. Like we didn't have what we needed sometimes. We didn't have this or that. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just didn't feel that makes sense. Together. It didn't. It would like be nice to bring a there, junior but... cup rider on though. So we do have our junior cup bike from last year still. So we okay. do have that position if we find the right person that contacts us and we can. And work I saw it somebody out. asked us about Kevin Almeida. So yeah. Kevin, if you're listening, man, come on back. Dude, <laughs> we missed that kid. Like I know he had yes. that. He got that weird disease. Whatever. Whatever. What's it called? Um, Epstein bar or something? Yeah, Epstein. Like that, yeah. Casey Stoner, I think had the same thing, right? Where it, it you know, I, I don't exactly know how that works. I think even Michael Gilbert had it. Really? So Kevin was a dream to work with. He was always smiling. I mean, I don't care what happened to him. He was always smiling, always in a good mood, always nice. So yeah, yeah I remember him battling with Rocco in oh, the yeah. Junior Ooh. Cup back in the day. Yeah. It was always it was always him and Rocco. And, you know, I mean, you know, I, Rocco, I'm supposed to have him on later, but Rocco was like really like I've got Kevin's number, you know, like he was and he did, you know, I mean, truthfully, he did. But um, yeah, I mean, that that was a that was an epic season with uh, Kevin and Rocco going at it. And, you know, truthfully, when when Kevin went to the went to the 600, he it's like it, it was took him kind of like Rocco, you know, like trying to find his legs on the 600. Well, they were like him and Rocco the first years, they're spectacular watch. They're spectacular when they wreck too. It was like, yeah. it was either one or the other. It was, you know, a, a lot. So, so I've got so some comments coming in. I want to, I want to get to some of these before they, before we go way past that. But, um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah. So, uh, bearded Jixer, he's, He's a club racer out here. He says, wait, no stock thousand class for you guys? No, so, not this season. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've actually got all the stock parts for sale. So if anybody has a Jixer needs some parts, give me a holler at the store. Uh, the bike's already gone. So we're definitely not running stock 1000. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was hoping you guys are going to run Superbike at some point. We'd Maybe love to. We'd definitely love to. That's that's a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of investment. So if anybody wants to sponsor us and build one, we'd love to run it. But yeah, well, there you go, man. Like anybody that wants to sponsor the, the Altus team, call the shop in Oklahoma. Yeah. Hey, when the when the deal happened with Westby, I did call Chuck. Did uh, you? Yes, I personally <laughs> called him and said, uh, "Is there any way we can put something together and run him under our tent with you guys?" Uh, you running the team and let me see if I can work something out with Yamaha. But unfortunately, you know, the cost is just so astronomical. Yeah. And we are not in a position to add any more additional costs with what we already have. And right. um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the best time to do it. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then let's see here. Um, yeah. So you guys are only super sport. Yeah. Pinky says Torin was insane. Um, yeah, Bearded Jixer says he's heartbroken. Uh, William G. William G. wants to know if Janet's in the bathroom. <laughs> That's my nephew telling me to kick his butt. <laughs> yes, I am. The lighting in this house sucks. I'm at my sister's house. Wow. Had halfway decent lighting. So yes, Will, I'm in the bathroom. And no, you can. Wow. Come in. 
Okay. <laughs> there you have it. Um, <laughs> how? So, uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Bearded Jixer also says, Motor America kills me. Less stock thousand races and more hooligan and bagger races. It's horrible, he says. I don't know. I kind of like the I hooligans. I like the hooligans. I kind of agree. I see both sides. You know, as a business owner and stuff, I see where they do it because it does bring in more money at more, you know, fans. More fans. Like yeah. Stuff. Sponsors, everything. I mean, yeah, you guys have seen the, you guys have seen the fans when the baggers are there. It's insane, right? Really? It's when the baggers started nightmare. three years ago, when the baggers started three years ago, uh, I actually had a deal work to have uh, one at Laguna that first round. And there's a company at that time called TH Racing out of uh, Dallas, Texas, that was big into motocross. And the owner and me were pretty good friends, and we were going to build a bike. And unfortunately, about 30 days after the announcement of this deal. He passed away from a heart attack and it never, it never transpired. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. The baggers, you know, they're, um, it's taken me a while to warm up to them. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen or heard shit that's on this show, but like Stan Bowley and I've had quite a bit of fun at the bagger guys expense, you know, like last year oh, at Daytona. Shit about it. Yeah. Last, last, last year at Daytona, we, part. we called it the, uh, the bagger pace car, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the sweeper truck. Um, but you know what, man? I mean, last season I, I said it uh, on another show, but like, um, I think there was more super bikes oiling up the racetrack than there were, um, you yeah, know, and you could sure. think, you could think that shit fuel that they're running for that oh, probably, oh, but, cool. but, um, yeah, I mean, the baggers have been cool. I don't know. Like, sorry, uh, Ernie, but, uh, I don't know. People seem to like the baggers. They seem know. to really like them. So, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're here to stay, I'm afraid. So, yeah. I mean, I'm an old school girl. I like old school racing, but yeah. I, I get it, you know? Yeah. And let's see here. Uh, yeah, Trevor says, uh, if Stock 1000 logistically doesn't make sense for a good team like Altus, how do you think it is for a privateer? Difficult. Definitely Very difficult. difficult. Yeah. You know, when you only have nine rounds if you're not racing Daytona. And, for super um, sport. For super sport. Or even a class that's not racing at Daytona, you know, like Junior Cup or whatever. Right. It's incredibly hard because, you know, just logistically to make sure that you have everybody where they're supposed to be if they're not going to this round, but they're going to that round and you're taking your semi right. from here to there. You know, and it's just. It's hard enough for a team, but for a privateer, yeah, it's really hard because they're using the same bikes for the Superbike Cup. Right. So these bikes are incredibly fast. They're incredibly dialed in and everything. And as a privateer, just like when we tried it at the beginning, you may not have access to that kind of data, that kind of tuning, right. those, you know, ECU flashes, whatever. And it makes it incredibly hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I it's got to be difficult from a sponsorship perspective as well because now these guys are trying to sell. Basically, the costs for them is the same regardless, oh, yeah, right? Correct. And so they're trying to sell um, their program with way less uh, opportunities to shine. Well, the right? good mechanics, who wants to go work for part-time when they can be on and do the whole season? Because if you're going to commit to Moto America for the season, you know, for the, for the series – the good ones want to commit for the year. They don't want to commit for, you know, five rounds. 
So unfortunately, as a privateer, then you're getting other mechanics that don't have the skill sets. Uh, and I feel that, you know, that is a disadvantage for sure. Wow. Uh, I got another comment coming in from uh, a couple of comments from, from, um, my buddy yeah, Barry from, uh, was it like Moto United there? He's like a motorbike dealership in, um, Utah. And, uh, he's asking you about some kind of, let's see here. He's asking you about some kind of dealer trade. Let me see here. <laughs> yeah. He said, can we do a dealer transfer on one of those UFOs? He needs an advantage <laughs> to the Utah market. As long as you take a couple Wolverines with it, we'll give you one. Oh, shit. So, Barry, <laughs> call him at the shop. He says he needs a UFO in his showroom. <laughs> what the fuck is a UFO? What Our marketing guy all of a sudden got on this damn UFO kick the last few days, and he's been posting We're, all over Instagram. Oh. Where he, like, photoshopped a UFO landing at our shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So on TikTok okay. and stuff, yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. See, like, I literally have no plan here. <laughs> this is great. I had no idea about that U that UFO thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Barry says that Wolverines sell there. So. Well, he can have as many as he wants. We have them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Trevor says the the stock thousand thing uh, has is still ten races, but the distance between rounds is dumb. Like they couldn't be any further apart. Agreed. Five I rounds, know. double headers, barber to Brainerd to the Ridge to Laguna to New Jersey. It's a full yeah. lap around the U.S. So like the yeah. travel expenses for the privateer guys is going to just agreed. Agreed. Like here, let's off. kick. Basically, it's like let's do everything we can to discourage people to race stock thousand. They, I mean, it's they don't want it as a class. I don't. I honestly don't think they do. Because they see it like an entry class, you know. Mm. Well, and I think we, I think we broke the bank. Honestly, we, you know, back to back championships, we had a pretty good payday from Motor America. And yeah, the rules changed after Jake won completely, oh. and the payout was not near as good. Uh, right, and it just and they, it doesn't make financial sense because, like you said, the travel. I mean, we're we're centrally located. I can't imagine living in California and having to travel, or living yeah, on right. the East Coast and travel. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know Richard typically um he drive he has the semi come back to the shop after every round too. So he's not one of those dudes that leaves their his rig on the east coast. Yeah, ever. we we don't do that either because you have especially if you have a guy that goes down and crashes, you gotta get that bike back apart and you gotta go through it and make sure that it's good to go for the next round. Right. And yeah, no, you can't just yeah. The only round we've ever left our semi from is when we go to Seattle because it's 32 hours from Altus to there. Oh, wow. And then we go from there to Laguna. We'll bring it down to Laguna and leave it and fly them home, then go back out. But that's it. Most of the time, we always bring the truck back. Yeah, anymore, it's like Laguna and uh, the Ridge are the closest rounds for the attack boys, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but, yeah, you know, that's just how it goes, right? Um Let's see here. Yeah. So <clears throat> how much cheaper do you think it's uh, to run super sport like is versus like super bike? Oh, or let's you say, cheap. let's not say cheaper. Let's say more cost effective. $750,000 cheaper. 750 per bike. Per bike. If you're going to be competitive. 
That's interesting. Think about it. When Roger Hayden crashed at Sonoma, okay, this this was told to me now, whether it's the honest to God truth or not, I don't know. But when he crashed at Sonoma that time, crashed really bad, like broke his bike really bad. To yeah. repair that bike was $250,000. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell has $250,000 sitting around to repair a bike? Yeah. Unless you're a factory team. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I don't... You know? Are there... I mean... Are there any factory teams in Motor America? I mean, well, it, it, you know, I mean, Suzuki helps out in Ford. Those they're are factory supported teams. Supported teams. They're not true factory teams. They're, they're not, not factory true. teams like they used to be. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. And I can tell you right now, um, you know, without divulging a lot, you know, I don't think that uh like for example the attack team i don't think their budget's as big as people think no it probably isn't probably you know i mean i know well, it's the sad not. thing the sad thing about it in the united states as we all know is wrote uh, uh these bikes just don't sell unfortunately like the off-road bikes do they they're just they're not even in the same category right we'll sell 30 you know dirt bikes of one brand to, uh, of one bike compared to one, you know, sport bike. It's just how it is. Do you think that's a regional thing? No, it's, it's an insurance thing. People can't afford the insurance on the sport bikes. Yeah. You know, especially like a, a younger kid, 18, 19 year old kid comes in to buy a sport bike. Well, first of all, their financing rate is just stupid right now. Right. And then their insurance is as much as the bike. Yeah. So it I makes, mean, they make- you guys are probably getting a lot of the kids from the base, huh? Oh yeah, not really. I mean, we get some, but it's not. I mean, the good thing is, you know, the manufacturers are making these cheaper bikes, so that you know, the Ninja Four Hundreds, the you know, the CBR Sevens, the R Seven. You know, the R Seven was the best bike that Yamaha, you know, has done in a long time. We can't even keep them in stock. Oh Um, yeah, but it's a price point machine, you know, that is definitely helped us sell more bikes. But right, um, unfortunately, you know, it still comes down to. When you go to the off-road side, it's just they sell even way more at bigger numbers. I know. It's like that stupid the stupid dirt bikes cost more than the R7. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, dude, uh, it's still a dirt bike, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> but when you go to a motocross race and there's 400 to 1,000 entries, depending on what you go to, I mean, just massive amounts of entries. And these guys yeah. don't only have dirt bikes. They buy golf carts. They buy pit bikes. They buy boats. You know, Yamaha's yeah. got a great selection of all this stuff, so it makes sense. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. I mean, it just, it's just like the – it's a sad state of affairs when you talk about it like that with our sport. I mean, you guys kind of have it. It really is. Yeah. And the fact that these guys can't – you know, I mean, you win a super sport bike race, you only win $2,500. That doesn't cover your tire bill for the weekend. And that's the sad thing about, you know, I wish Moto America, we all, a lot of the team said the same thing, is we need more assistance than what we're, you know, getting to be able to run these programs successfully and, you know, and keeps, because if without the teams, there's no Moto America. Right. I mean, right. And unfortunately, the premier money, it's nice, but it's not, you know, it's only $22,000, I believe it's what it is. And you got to pay for to be a premier rider about set was it 7500 Jeanette? I believe so something like yeah, that. Yeah, so then you're clearing, you know, roughly 15 16000. 
Well, the tire yeah, bill alone for Super Sports, you know, twenty four hundred dollars a weekend. Oh wow, per bike. Yeah. Per bike. Per bike. Per bike. Wow. And these mechanics aren't coming out there for ten dollars an hour. I mean, and you got to buy airfare and hotel rooms. I mean, our yeah. our budget for this next year just for hotels, we have to have six hotel rooms per round. Four nights. Yeah, a week. I've, I mean, it, I've I've talked about it. You guys are getting real specific, but uh, I've talked about it with a lot of other, you know, Richard, Chuck, Melissa, mm-hmm. you know, talking about the biggest expense for Moto America is travel. Oh yeah, is travel. That yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah. I said when you go from one side of the country to the other, and you don't. Yeah, I, I understand. You know, schedules and tracks have schedules, and their car schedules and everything else. But why are we not booking out for twenty? 20- 26 or something like that and making it more of a cohesive, you know, not boom, boom, boom across the United States. Wow. It's, you know, and even, even if it wasn't a problem <laughs> last year, we couldn't even get miles Thornton to road America because he, his flight got canceled. Yeah. You know, to fill in for Brandon. So it was, if we didn't have flight issues last year, we had, Mechanical issues. We had last season was just sucked. I'll just be honest. <laughs> Dude, I agree on even on my end. You know, like I got kicked in the fucking balls with the track day thing last year. I mean, it was just yeah. like just repeatedly getting horsewhipped last year. So I get yeah. it. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, people say, oh, you know, British Superbike, this and that. It's like, dude, British Superbike, they're traveling in the area smaller than California. Like, yeah, if you're a club extra. racer in California and you do CVMA and AFM and CRA, you're already traveling more than any of those BSB superbike teams. Exactly. Well, that's just like if you do CMRA out of Texas and, you know, say you live down by Houston or San Antonio and you got to go to Hallett, Oklahoma, which is at the top of Oklahoma, you're traveling 10 hours to get yeah. there. Yeah, like I live in the desert and it's still, it's still like seven hours for me to go to Thunderhill. <laughs> Underhill. Yeah. <laughs> nice right? little plug there. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, just like, you know, it, it takes us, what, 16, 17 hours to drive to Chuckwalla if we go and chest there. Yeah. And then I got to buy my riders in and my mechanics in. And so, I mean, even that's, you know, for the winter testing or something like that. But luckily, um, in Decatur, Texas, which is only like two, a little over two hours from us, they repaved their track. And so we've been testing at Eagles Canyon down in Decatur. And it's, it's a good time. I got a testing opportunity for you guys. You guys should come out of Budmelow with us uh, next at the end of next month. That's what we've been hearing. I think Boyd uh, was talking to, Boyd's uh, been talking about that. Good. So that'd be awesome. Yeah, call me. I'll set you guys up. No worries. All right, we'll do it. Yeah, we have like the 29th, uh, February 29th and March 1st. And so... Uh, I work for the team, so we always we always test a button willow, and um, it, we usually have to share the track with cars. So it's like thirty thirty. So I made it so yeah. I made it so the cars could stay home, and it's like track day people, the other half awesome. of the day. So awesome. you know, pr- maybe I would say ten or less teams riders. I mean, total going to be on track. Perfect. So you guys, yeah. quality track time. You get the, you know. Maybe get to see what the lunatics at attack are doing, um, and whoever else shows up. So, quality testing time for you guys if you need it. We need Sounds garage like everything. I'll set something up. Call me. All right, we'll call you. Yeah, that's it's that kind of show. 
but yeah, you guys, um, yeah, that's, it's crazy. The expense of it. And I know, I know from talking to Richard that you guys, uh, you guys just got a semi. Yeah. We just yep. bought the, uh, Westby, uh, which was leased through attack for, from yeah. attack, excuse me. So it's actually getting wrapped as we speak. So wow. I'm supposed to get it back the end of next week. Go pick it up. Wow. Stepping up, huh? Stepping up. Stepping That's up. What did you guys have before as a hauler? We had a, a, a toter home with a 40 foot uh, double stacker. Okay. So now, so now got you've got car. like a tractor trailer proper, like. Yeah. NASCAR right. trailer. Proper you know. Wow. So you guys going to Altus it out? Oh, got yeah. Altus. We got some. Got some great sponsors that uh, have helped us get it wrapped uh, by, by a jet from Steve Main. He came on board last year. He's been uh, really, really helpful. So anybody out there needing to buy a jet, give Steve Main a holler. Uh, Taichi stepped up. Barnett stepped up. Um, and then we've got a couple other uh, ones out there that have helped uh, get this uh, moving. Uh, Evil Technologies has helped us get this thing wrapped, too. So we're pretty excited. Taichi and Moto Liberty have been great for Jarrett because – I don't know if you knew Jarrett like two or three years ago, how skinny and little he was. He's yeah. been hitting the gym hard. And now he is big. He, he put on 40 pounds of muscle. You know, that's and not going to. Well, but it, he clearly but... hasn't had many conversations with Josh Hayes. Well, um, yeah, he has. He, has he? He's telling him to lose weight and he's telling him to kiss his ass because now he doesn't have problems with his front end like he used to. Oh, well, you know, so. I mean, it, the being a big dude kind of works for Hayden Gillum, so. Exactly. And it's working for Jarrett. And so like, but the tights, you guys have to custom make his leathers now because he doesn't fit in anything. So, but I mean, they stepped up and they did it and it's awesome. Yeah. I, I have to get fitted for custom leathers too, but like, that's because I'm, I've always been fat. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how does that work with your team? I know that, um, you know, some of the teams, like all the writers pick whoever they want to pick to wear, so you said Tai Chi helps you guys out. Does that mean like kind of like the the way the M4 team works? Like whoever, you know, we whoever rides for you guys has to run those kind of leathers and whatever helmets or whatever. How does that work? No, we aren't like that strict with it. I mean, we are with like our logo has to be perfect on whatever. But, you know, if somebody has a deal and they have a sponsor that they've worked with and have a really good relationship, I'm not going to come in between that. Okay. You know, because I know how hard it is to get a sponsor and get that relationship I would prefer them to wear Tai Chi and go to, through Motor Liberty to get it out of Dallas. Um, and if they want to, you know, all they have to do is make a phone call. I get them in touch with Audrey and it's a done deal. Yeah. But, you know, if they have their own stuff and all that, then that's on them. I, I don't come in between it as long as my logo is right. Okay. So you have like, uh, you, you send the, the guy's leather maker, like your 72 page logo usage doc. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like it's gotta be, you know, like I, I, I have the Yamaha one, right? It's like, you can't have anything within a half a tuning fork. Right. <laughs> no, we're not quite that strict, but we're stricter than some. I'm okay. more strict on the Altus one needs to be front and center because we put 90% of the money in. And yeah. then my thing is, if you have a problem with me or my team, come to me. Do not put it on the internet first. Because that would get your ass fired. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, if 
if you have a problem with the way we're doing something and like if I'm not there or whatever and you can't get it, you, what you need through the crew chief or whatever, and you then come to one of us. That's what we're there for. Yeah. You know, we're not just distant owners. We're hands on. Yeah, clearly you guys are, you guys are way <laughs> hands on. Like, yeah. we so you, but you know, whatever. So you guys have been, um, sort of a talent factory sort of, I mean, you, you, mm -hmm. you talked about the two stock thousand championships and both of those guys are, you know, one of them is still riding for you, but, um, you know, Cam Peterson, obviously Jake Lewis are their champs. Right. But then mm -hmm. you guys have had Kevin Almeida, Kayla Yakov, like how, like, how do you end up with all these fucking talented people, man? Like, just being real. Look at the roll of the dice. Like, no, I think we're, the difference is we are a heavily family ran business and yeah. we don't have that corporate structure with all those politics. And, you know, we're a lot more flexible than the corporate level guys or, or some of the teams out there. It's their way or the highway. And that's just how it is. Yeah. And I've, you know, Jeanette and me work with the public since we were teenagers. I mean, honestly, and I mean, we feel like we're psychologists. Honestly, it's what you have to be like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, because yeah. everybody's got a different personality, you know, totally. some mechanics are just pretty difficult to deal with. And we have to play the, uh, the middle person on that. Some riders are difficult to work with, but we've found ways to make it work. And I think in return, we all know that we're going to do our, in our power to give them the tools to be the most successful they can on the track. And if we surround ourselves with, uh, good uh, personnel and, and talented writers, then, you know, hopefully the results uh, will, you know, move forwards. And that's the yeah. same thing as like for our son, Jarrett. We, uh, we were told years ago that Jarrett would never make the top 10, honestly. <laughs> but we made, you know, we, we surrounded him with uh, good personnel and, and talented writers. Awesome. And, you know, and that's, he's a prime example of a person that's been in the, the what, top 10 pretty consistently. What, what's Jarrett's best finish thus far? Uh, fourth, 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 uh, last, uh, in 22 at Barber. Okay. Uh, and he got two six last year on the last, yeah, round, that's, the last round. That's legit, dude. Like that's sixth place against who he was racing against. Like there's that's... some talented yeah. staff out there. The, I mean, and... this year's going to be even tougher. And I think he has it to be right up there with them. Like, I don't know who all is going to be in that class besides what, of course you, your whole team. Um, I mean, the PJ, three, the three Taylor, Ducatis, Corey right? Alexander, um, Taylor. PJ. Yeah, PJ. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard Tyler anything. Scott, got... I haven't, I haven't heard from Rocco yet. Uh, he's riding baggers. He... Oh, is he, he riding a bagger? That? He's riding a bagger. Interesting. Yeah. I'm supposed to have him on the show in a few weeks. So I, he says he's got something going, so we'll see how it goes, but. He's a you know, talented kid. He's a nice kid. He's, I like Rocco. So, okay. This is a weird question, but like, have you guys had any, any writers on your team that you didn't like? Oh yeah. <laughs> that you're like, man, I can't wait to have this guy gone. We actually, I was not at a round, uh, <laughs> several years ago <laughs> and I get a call and said, Jeanette fired the whole fucking team. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I fired Jason Madama when he was going for the championship with the twins. Oh, wow. It happened at Pittsburgh. His mechanic at the time. Hammer time. We'll it leave was hammer time. Nameless. 
Jason had said a few things online that I didn't appreciate. I told wow. him about Eric had just started working for us. Nobody wanted to do what Eric said. And I was like, no, we're going to do what he said. And his How we had won the last four races. Yeah. We won the well, last four races, and all of a sudden it comes up a deal, a discussion at dinner saying that another mechanic uh, was telling uh, that the bike wasn't set up right, but we had won the last four races. And, that uh, we put super bike springs in his bike because we were running one O's, and I'm like, you're a moron. You won, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the thing is, he wasn't coming to us. He was mouthing on the internet. He was mouthing to anybody who would listen, and the person that we talked about earlier was- Oh, Andy Palmer. And so uh, he was getting some bad information on the You're back. You're shaking your head, George. And uh, and so when his mechanic got in my face, telling me that I couldn't tell him what to do, and I couldn't, I was like, "You're standing under my tent, working on my bike in my place. I can tell you what to do." And he kept on and kept on. I said, "You're out of here. Fired. Done." And then wow. Jason's put his loose, and I turned around. I said, "I don't know what you're doing. You don't have a ride anymore either." He's like, "But I'm going for the championship." I said, "I don't give a shit. You don't talk about well, my." You better find a fucking way. motorcycle then. <laughs> well, right? and then about two hours later, I fired Drake Beecham and his dad. Wow. So, I mean, it is what it is. You know, so she came home from Pittsburgh with one rider, my son, Jared. That was it. And Miles. Miles. Was and still Miles, there. I'm sorry, Miles, Miles Thornton. That's right. Miles Thornton, yeah. yeah. Like, Miles, kind of, Miles is kind of like your. Because um, I'd already fired his mechanic. So, Miles is sort of like your break in case of. Emerg break glass in case of emergency rider, right? Oh, yeah. We love yeah, but Miles. you know, one thing that's interesting about Miles is we found out that he's Choctaw Indian, and I'm Choctaw Indian, and so is Jarrett. So it's kind of cool. So it's it's almost like we, you know, long belated relatives somehow. It, you know, I thought, um, I thought, you know, white people that said they were uh, Indian were all Cherokee. I got no, I've got my card. <laughs> not not in Oklahoma. Yeah, not not in Oklahoma, people. right? No, if you're either okay. Kiowa, Comanche, or Choctaw, yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so tell me, tell me a little bit about some of your writers. Like, tell me about working with Kevin Almeido, because he seemed like such a good kid. Like yeah, every time I saw him. Language barrier aside, because like his dad didn't speak English whatsoever whatsoever and my spanish sucks um well you just say the cuss words sure. that oh no i can talk to you and i can understand you and i can even read it but i can't I have a problem getting it back out of my own mouth but like his dad spoke really fast and i was like huh yeah but besides but that, he, i mean he's just a he's just a, a a sincere individual he's got a great heart uh he's, he's a great to person there. to be around He's just happy to be at the track. He loves it because he loves the sport. And yeah. uh, he's just a, you know, a, a great human being. And it's just a very I'm, unfortunate that, you know, he got sick. Yeah. I never once saw him, like, even when he crashed or he didn't win or finished, like, where he thought he should, he might be disappointed, but he was never one to come back in and, you know, throw their shit around and cuss and scream and whatever. He was just like, oh, well, there's next race. And I was like, you're right. And he always yeah. had a smile on his face, no matter what, because he was thankful to be riding. That's all he wanted to do was ride. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even even when you guys would come test at Chuckwalla when I was running the Fridays out there, you know, Kevin was always, like, shaking my hand. He was always, like, stoked to even be at Chuckwalla. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you're in the middle yeah. of fucking Palms, you know, you're almost Arizona, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, yeah, he didn't care. He If he was on a bike, he was happy. Yeah. He was happy. So, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Well, I hope he comes back. I hope he, I would he love gets to see over the... Have you heard anything about him? I mean, uh, we, we saw him... Around. Well, that was not the last round. Maybe, uh, was it Coda? We saw him at one of the last few rounds. I can't one remember which one it was. Round, yeah. And uh, he was definitely walking a lot better. His communication was a lot better. Um, I think he still has some residual stuff going on. But, you know, he's a fighter, and I think he can overcome all this stuff. And uh, hopefully we'll see him on the track soon. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm going to ask you about Kayla, too. You know, I I was the guy that was uh, – I was the the obnoxious American in Portugal – you know, the, I lost my voice Turn screaming around, for yeah. Kayla Yakov because she was like smacking those Euro kids around in that R3 we cup thing. We tried our best this year. We gave her the same deal that Ducati did. Yeah. But Ben Spees got the, the, the best of us. Level. And, you know, and I, there's no hard feelings there. Um, yeah. I told Dave, you know, you got to make the decision. You and Kayla make the decision, whatever's best for you. Yeah. Um, she's always welcome back on our team. Always. Wow. She's amazing. Not, not even as a marketing goldmine. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. just an amazing person. She's so humble, so sweet. Just dude, she was in Portugal. Yeah. She was sitting there eating a cheeseburger, and um, she was just like hanging out or whatever. But she came over and and I watched. I watched and listened when she and Jake Gagne were talking, mm-hmm. and I realized that. You know, her uh, race, I guess you could say, intelligence was off the charts. Like, I've okay. never, I've never seen a kid in there, uh, never seen a teenager no. speak that way about racing. And I've known and met a lot of racers, right? Yes. So, she reminds me of Travis Pastrana. Having yeah. Okay. Around, like Travis when he was young. Yeah. And the way that it didn't matter if he was sick and had the flu and was in Oklahoma with you know, Kenny Bartram and stuff like that. And right. anybody who came to him, he'd stop what he was doing and talk to him. Um, he's eating dinner. He'd stop and talk to him. That's Kayla. The same thing. She's always humble, always talks to him. And Travis yeah. was the same way. He still is the same way. And so Kayla reminds me so much of Travis Pastrana in that aspect. Yeah. And like how, a, how was it working with her? I mean, I know that you guys had that weird red flag thing a couple of seasons ago. So... Like, was she um, emotional about that? You talking about the yellow <laughs> yeah. flag? Yeah, dude, you know. Uh, that, no, I mean, yes and no. Um, she seems like a fierce competitor, though. Oh, yeah. She, like, right in the moment, she's very upset, but then you give her 10 or 15 minutes to stop, think about it, and come back, and she's like, you know, there's always another race. Wow. That's just, her mindset was like, you know what? Oh, well, this one didn't go the way it should shit happens you know and the thing we did too is like i said go back to the family side was we wanted her to be a kid also yeah you know because life's too short anyways yeah and don't get me wrong we love racing but she's only (laughs) going to be at that time she was 15 or 14 going on 15 uh you know i'm like you need to go have fun with your friends while you're at the track and then let's race too and i think because she was able to do that that's why we were so successful with her on our team wow i mean she she was a force in that class, right? I oh, mean, she was a beast. Oh yeah, very much. If so. it wasn't for if it wasn't for Laguna with the two DNFs uh, at Laguna, and I think there was one other round that we didn't do it that well. At. Uh, the bearing thing when we had yeah. the bearing. It would have. It would have. There's no doubt we would have been competing for that championship. Yeah, the you know she um, 
that that season was the the season where all the front running junior cup kids were basically um every weekend knocking each other down yes oh god yeah it was brutal yeah. you know but like even how like you said you were cheering for her in portugal i'm cheering from her at home and i'm texting dave you know oh my god congratulations she did great you know and i i truly love that girl because she's just she's amazing and she's just so kind-hearted and so genuine that yeah she's just amazing like you said, you know, she was eating a burger. We'd, she'd be in our pits eating whatever lunch, and a, a young child came up, wanted an autograph. She would stop what she's doing. Hey, guys, can you go get me a poster so I can sign it for her? That's how genuine she is. Well, even, yeah. you know, we have two young daughters that we adopted when they were really young, and they're 11 and 13 now. So, you know, a couple of years ago, they're 11 and 9. And our youngest daughter, Melissa, just thinks Kayla hung the moon. And no matter how much Melissa bugged her or talked her ear off, she was never rude. She may like be like, okay, Melissa, I got to come back. I got to go do something. But she was yeah. never rude to her. And she could have been because, I mean, my, my kids are annoying. I get, I'm first to admit it. But, you know, they are. But Melissa's the one that walked up to Tony Elias one time. And she's like, she looked him up and down. She's like, I'm Melissa. Who are you? She was like four. I was laughing. I was like, oh, God, here we go. That's so funny. She also asked Wayne Rainey what happened to him. Wow. She was she was very respectful about it. And so he said she didn't <laughs> mind. He talked to her about it. And then she was just like, okay, you can still ride. I see you riding around. So that's cool. And she just walked off. I was wow. just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you're raised around the track and you're raised around everything else like that, you just yeah. ask questions, I guess. So Yeah. How about, uh, how about Cam Peterson? Like, what oh, was it awesome. like working with him? Very, I mean, it was a fun year, amazing. You know, we struggled the first couple of rounds, <clears throat> but uh, he took it all in stride. He was just happy to be on the bike. And uh, once we kind of got everything dialed in after a couple of rounds, you know, I don't remember how many back-to-back uh, -back wins we had, but uh, it, was, it was just a lot of fun that year. I mean, even when we were struggling with the brake issues and stuff, yeah, he would get frustrated, but he was never hard to work with or never. Yeah. He, he was a joy to have on the team. He really was. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, I what, a, did I remember even Melissa was like calling Behringer and like getting you guys different master cylinder and calipers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's kind of different. All have different memories of that one, but we'll let that go. Oh, <laughs> no, I'll let that go. I'm not talking about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds a little colorful. Oh, I guess probably. maybe we'll talk about that offline. Um, but yeah, like I kind of remember that and, um, you know, I, I don't know if that fixed, I don't remember if that was actually fixed the problem, no. right? No, yeah, I don't think it did. Right. It was something else. It was like, it was something else. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. a rotor or something. I don't know, but no, it was even something simpler than that. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, but once that issue was fixed and, you know, moved forward from that, then. It was great. Right on. And then what, I guess, uh, I mean, we got to talk about Jake, right? Oh, he's just a, he's just like a family member. Honestly, he's just, he, he's like my third son. Yes. He really? really? Oh yeah. yeah his mother, not... his mother, his sister, we just all get along his so well. His girlfriend. Has he, amazing. has he moved from OWB out to Oklahoma or no. is he no. a flying dude? I wish. No, he's. She wish he'd moved to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oh hell yeah, I, I'd love it. I'd love wow. to take 
I just he wish he was a few hours closer because then we could all go dirt bike riding and, you know, and, and uh, a lot of practice and a lot uh, be a lot easier. But he's got a lot of friends down in Texas. And so he does come down this area. He's been to Eagles Canyon. He really likes the track. And uh, just having him back on the team, he just brings a lot of positivity, uh, a lot of experience. Uh, and he's a fighter. You know, I told him uh, whenever we hired him back, I said, Jake, you know, you're going to have to put down the tacos and the burgers. It's time to lose about 25 pounds and oh, let's, let's run, let's run for a championship. And he promised me he'd get down to about 170, 175 again. So uh, that uh, is uh, hopefully going to happen. Wow. Yeah. I met but Jake. Uh, I, uh, you know, I used to, I used to wear shoey helmets and um, you know, when the X 14 helmet came out, they invited us all to button glow and we did this whole like helmet introduction thing. So it was like shoey sponsored people and uh, the press and Jake was there, you know, uh, and a few other people were there um, and, uh, you know, just hanging out with that dude. And he was just like, oh, yeah, man, I remember you from back in the day, I'm, you know, like it's like he'd never forgot every and every time I see him, he's always he's been super cool. What? No, he's never met a stranger. No, no, no. He's got yeah. that like. You know, when you when you shake hands with that dude, you all of a sudden you're like lifelong friends with that guy. Yes. Like, that's the that's the vibe he puts off. He so that's pulls pretty Jared cool. out of his cell. Jared's very quiet. Like he'll talk to you if you talk to him, but he's not gonna go out of his way to talk to you. You know, he's just that's just not Jared. But man, Jake will get him talking and they can it's good because like Jake'll he has more track time too, riding, you know, baggers and hooligans and everything else. Yeah. So they come back and then they they work out what's going on on the track. And, you know, I got to give a, a shout out to Corey West too, because Corey helped Jared the last couple of weeks, couple of years yeah. and brought Jared to a whole nother level. Yeah. And, that kid, that dude's been around too. Yes. Oh yeah. And Corey right? is, Corey's another one that can pull Jared out of his shell and get him where he needs to be. Nice. So, yeah. Dude. The thing is like about Jake, Jake was a factory Yoshimura superbike rider for a minute. Yeah. Right. And then I guess he broke his leg or something. And then, um, and then he did, I can't remember. Did he end up on y'all's team after that? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The first time. Right. Like, yeah. When yeah. So like that was like a big deal to, to earn the factory ride. And then actually Tony took his spot. I think Tony took it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, and then Jake, they wouldn't let him run stock 1000 that first Two year with runs. us. No, oh, no, really? they wouldn't let him run stock 1000. So he had to sit out, you remember, after that for one season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, and when, that's so, when we got Cam. And that's how we got Cam. Okay. Okay. We so we, Cam, like, I got a call from Chris Ulrich sitting next to Cam's dad at the Anaheim 1 Supercross saying, do you still have that open spot? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, we, we are not going to be able to sign Jake. And he said, can we put something together for Cam? And within, I think, 72 hours, we had a deal with Cam signed. Yeah. yeah, Cam told me most of that story. So did uh, Chris, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Cam, up until that point, like he was basically like at that Supercross race, like he'd already he had come to terms ride. with yeah, He's he like, that's turn. it. I'm going to have to get yeah. a real job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jake was doing the same thing. So after Cam won and he got the M4 ride that following year, we had already been talking to Jake too that, hey, now that you set out the year, we can get you on the team. And we knew at that point we had a proven, uh, you know, team with the bike and 
uh, the, the team uh, mechanics and crew chief with Eric that we could win it again. And, you know, I think it was one or two rounds. So we had a few struggles at the very beginning, made a couple personnel changes and boom, we were off to the, you know, the, the winner circle again. That's awesome, man. And yeah, I think it's... if we'd had, if Brandon hadn't broke his back last season, I think we would have won it again. Yeah. 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 Everybody kind of thought that too, you know, yeah. Yeah, that when was you guys announced that he was like... riding. Yeah. yeah. We, we had prepared. He broke his back. Yeah. The yeah, actually, uh, Brandon hit me up, so I should have him on the show pretty soon. I think in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's another great guy. I mean, honestly, yeah. he's just Brandon. we. I mean, we were there when his uh, soon-to-be father-in-law was gonna when he passed away, and Jeanette was there to you know console him, and uh, he's just like family. Also, we feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he's. I guess he's doing the M4 thing, right? He's, yep. I guess, I don't know. I... And yeah. I well, our contract with Brandon was as if a factory ride position came open for M4, we would release him to, uh, to M4. And that's what happened. So is Jake going to continue running the other classes that he's in? Yeah. Yes. He's going to baggers and all that. Man. Yeah. With Saddleman, Did... he's running for the baggers and hooligans. And with us, he's running super sport. Does he, you know, cause he's an OWB guy. Like, does he still do dirt oh, yeah. track stuff? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Does yeah, he? They still. I think he raced last track. weekend or the weekend before. Or something. Oh shit. Oh yeah. That and the fools play golf all the time. Yeah, I don't That's get the golf thing. Do. I don't know. Derek's been right. playing golf too, and it's just. Funny. I got too much time on that thing. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I can't do golf. Can't do it. Not doing it. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Like okay. So. They're always out playing golf. Yeah, Cam too. Cam's always yeah. playing golf. It's weird. So you guys just have the you guys have three guys and the one class this year. It's going to be easy, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and a little side note: even though I fired Jason Madama, him and I are on a really good place right now. We're I see him; he hugs us. We're good. So, dude, Madama, Madama made me this really funny graphic that I use, and Richard hates it. But it's like this: I have a Superbike Genius graphic where it's like this. <laughs> evil guy and a you know evil bald guy kind of a pointy head that's i think that's why he doesn't like it but it's um it's like he's wearing a lab coat and he's got a stethoscope and it goes into a, a number one plated r1 mm-hmm. and um but yeah M- madema he does that graphic thing and he's great at that you know he's, he's super super fun guy he's a cartoon the guy is a cartoon character oh, yeah. um and he raced that way too you know and you know he was in the beginning of that Twins, Twins Cup nuclear yeah. arms race class, you know, before it got yeah. really nuclear, you know, because okay. that class is super nuclear now, right? Because you guys did oh, yeah. that last year. We did it last year. And even what we spent on the bike, we still weren't as competitive as we needed to be. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you can dump a lot of money in that Twins program if you're going to be to run for a first or second. Right. Yeah. Right. And we got like the setup straight from Yamaha and everything else. And I mean, it was a good bike. Don't get me wrong. It just wasn't top three you know yeah. bike it wasn't nothing against joe but you know it was just it is what it is yeah that's tough man like you you know in that nuclear arms race i mean that class is kind of like it's like superbike basically right yeah 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 exactly yeah i mean yep. 
do you guys another one would, for privateers to have a hard time competing because of all the technology they're throwing at those bikes yeah i mean you're a ballpark privateer team like you know what what does it cost to run a successful twins cup effort i mean our bike alone we had over thirty thirty two thousand dollars in the bike Shit. Well, that's, that's a budget paying. bike that's a budget that's, bike right that's that's a budget yeah, that's bike. a budget bike yeah so I think if we sank another five to ten grand in it, we probably would have been up there in the top three. Um, yeah, but then you're then, talking you know, about a forty thousand dollar bike. That's not a forty thousand dollar budget bike. Yeah. <laughs> not counting tires, fuel, travel, mechanic. I mean, wow. crashing everything else. You're another crashing. forty fifty thousand dollars on top of that, so you're probably a hundred thousand dollars a season. No shit. Yeah, I think Melissa told me that it was like a hundred grand to do yeah. the Twins Cup for the season, yeah. and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, that's. Uh, and so I mean, and you don't go to all the rounds again. I mean, you're only going to select yeah. rounds, and you know, if you want to see the semis in the paddock, you can't. It goes back to you're going to end up doing the whole series. I mean, that's the only way to make yeah. it. Yeah. So that goes back to why we did Super Sport. Yeah. So you know, you guys being privateer team. Um, what what advice do you guys have for people that want to join the series? Like, you know, where where should these people be spending their money? Data. 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 Oh, interesting. A good, a um, definitely. My... A, I would say definitely a good crew chief that understands chassis. Um, absolutely for sure. Um, if they don't, if they're not good with the chassis setup, you know, you're just going to struggle every weekend. It, it just is. And then, like she said, uh, in super sport, for sure, um, the data on these bikes, especially like on these Suzuki's is, you know, it's as close to a, you know, a Moto 2, 3 bike over there, you know, as you can get. It's just, there's just so much data on there. And uh, we've we've hired a good, good data engineer this next, for next season, um, which we didn't have in the past. And this is the first time we've done that. Who did so, you guys hire, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Michael Murphy. Oh, okay. Murph. Murph. Okay. Murph. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I don't know the dude, but I've heard his name. Everybody yeah, calls him Murph, over, right? He's been overseas and, and done a lot of stuff out there. He's worked with Ant West when they won a champion, when he won a championship. Um, and a lot of people have spoken uh, pretty highly of him. So we're anxious to, uh, to get going with him out there on the track with us. But as so a privateer, you, you know, just keep, what are you guys you know, running okay. for data? on those Suzuki's you said you got a lot of stuff like Secret. I'm kidding you're running the aim shit or uh, you know. the 2d the 2d has all the jixers were on the 2d system okay okay and then what do you get front and rear pots and th you know does it yeah. plug into the do you guys even have an IMU like how does that work it has that solo engineering ECU uh, okay special harness <laughs> and then you've got everything connects to the the 2d system connects to that and we've got pots on the throttle, you know, uh, throttle position sensors, uh, brake pressure, front, brake pressure, mm -hmm. front rear um, on the suspension. So you guys, um, you guys had data last season, or is this new we for did. this season? You did. No, no, we, we had we had data for several years, but it's just okay. became uh, more and more complicated on the 750. And Moto America has allowed different channels of the ECU to be opened up to be able to oh. do different things. That's cool. Because you got to think you've got, you know, anywhere from 600, 636, 750. Right. Cut, you know, so everybody has something different to make them, quote unquote, competitive Equal. at the same level. 
Yeah, balancing, balancing, the balancing. Yes, yes balancing. So you know, yeah. the jixers are running what eighty two percent, eighty percent, something like that of power is what we're running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way the rules are with that the class, I still think super sport class is a little strange, right? Because to be competitive, if you have the Yamaha, you know, you kind of got to go it, you know, super bike level with the R six almost to get it to yeah. be the similar power characteristics of like a stock 750 or a Ducati. Right. So, well, and then the motors on those R sixes, I've told, I've been told to be competitive. You almost have to change it every other round. Really? So you're talking four or $5,000 a motor every other round. (sighs) That's a lot of money. That sucks. It's a, it's almost as if the rules are made by the, them to discourage Yamaha participation in that class. Mm. You said it, not me. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's not cool. But at the same time, you know, I mean, the people that are doing it are they're, they're in the front, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, like look at Josh Hayes. I mean, he's very competitive. He had a very competitive bike. I mean, he himself is incredible, but his bike was always up there. Rocco's bike was always up there. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, <clears throat> it's only a matter of time though. The 600s are kind of done. I mean, Yamaha stopped selling them. Well, the R9 is going to be out next year. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's see what that does. You know, I guess we'll find out in September, right? Like, yep. Usually yeah. Yamaha re- announces new bikes around September, October, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. what do you what do you guys think of the super sport class? Uh, how it's going so far? I, I mean, I really think it's. I mean, as a premier class, I feel like you know, look how many riders. There's about fourteen riders. Any of them could win that class any week, any day, any weekend. So, uh, we're excited. I mean, definitely, and we feel like you know we have a competitive package, and we've got great riders, and there's a lot of good talent around, and we're going to be uh, able to have. A, I think the, as far as fans. Tons of battles this next year. Tons of battles. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping for it. They should have as much TV time as Superbike because sometimes they're more fun to watch. But that's my opinion. Well, this past year, not so much. Last, Well, the last couple years, it's been kind of crazy in the front, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we used to joke. It was like our guy would be out in the lead so far, like he wouldn't even be on TV at all. Exactly. They'd sit there and spend half the the time talking about the dude in third or fourth place. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the battle for fifth and sixth is amazing and a great race, but yet nobody sees it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the sad part about it. But, yeah. I mean, I get it, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know that Richard's working really hard to try to make the racing boring again, but, you know, it's <laughs> it's tough. You know, you, I mean, the Superbike class is insane. You know, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen announcements or anything, but, you know, I hear that it's like, you know, you got Bobier, you got uh, Jake, uh, sorry, JD, you got SDK, you know, I mean, it's you like, there's there's Johnny Cam and Jake, and I mean, it's it's a hell of a lot of murder, axe murderers in that class, so, <laughs> you Don't know. Don't you have to kind of that crazy to race? I mean, period. I mean, those guys all are, man. Like, I mean, you know, Jake Gagne's, Jake's a little different, man. Like, Bobier too, but Jake... Jake's different in that, like, he wants to be the man from first lap. Like, you know, 
you guys have seen like first lap of practice that dude just like mushroom prints everybody you know yeah. he, he'll roll up at like 10 minutes to go in the first session and and go two seconds faster than everybody like yeah. that's always happened like how does that happen that's, yeah he's always done that right so well yeah. since since 2021 anyway right yeah well that's because he's just a little touched up here you know you know yeah, I mean, he does. You were, you guys were saying um, that you guys have to be like uh, shrinks, kind of. Psychologists. Mm -hmm. Well, dude, I think he's got, he's had the best shrink in the paddock, you know, with corn dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I call I remember... him, I call him the superbike Sherpa. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I remember one argument with Eric. It was like one night. It was like really late. The guys hadn't ate. We went and got everybody food and like so everybody came and sat down to eat and eric comes out of the trailer and he's like i didn't tell anybody to eat i said i did and i start yelling at him him and i start going and like every mechanic was just like oh crap man and just like going mm. i was like yeah uh, don't tell me what i can do with my team <laughs> i was like mm. so yeah we've we've been there so you have to be the mechanic shrink the riders <laughs> you know do you, uh, have you, have you invested in, uh, Stamboli's got him. He's got the writer translation device. That's what he calls it. You know, no, what's that? earmuffs. No. <laughs> no. No? no, I just walk away. There you go. Right on. Well, you know what, you guys, this has been a fun shot. Um, you know, I, I wish you guys the best of luck this season. Do you guys have any, um, other sponsors or anything you guys want to thank or give a shout out to or whatever before we wrap this thing up? Um, yeah, I'd just like to go over the list real quick, if you don't mind. Just no problem. We, That's why we no do way, this. Give you guys no exposure. Be able to even do what we do without these sponsors helping us out because it's, it's just a, a tremendous expense. And uh, these sponsors all have uh, done amazing things for our company and our, our team. And I think that's why we've had success over the years. And uh, we've... Uh, had great relationships with them. The ones that are product sponsors, we try to promote at our stores and uh, push customers to buy those products uh, for their end use. And so it's been great. But uh, and we'd uh, like yeah. to thank every one of our employees too, because if it wasn't for our employees and at both dealerships, there's no way that we could do what we do. That George could be gone yeah. to Moto America. That Jordan could be gone to the you know amateur national stuff. These guys step up and they do their jobs so that we can do what we want to do. So that's awesome. Without them, you know, but yeah, well, so go through your list, man. Okay. So we got Suzuki, obviously they've helped us out for several years. It's been great working with them as a dealer, but, uh, they've been able to, uh, really help us out, uh, buy a jet from Steve main. He came on last year, uh, and it's been great working with him. He's, he's an enthusiast himself. He actually rides one of Jarrett's, uh, bikes from a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, uh, he loves doing track days and, He's been to several of the Moto America events, and he's just an avid uh, enthusiast, and it's great to have uh, people like that out there. And so if you're a privateer, that's, you know, those are the kind of people you want to find is people are enthusiasts to, to help get you to this uh, the next level. Uh, Roger from Hot Bodies Racing, he's been uh, on with us for, I think, five or six years, and uh, it's, uh, it's been a, a long time. We love working with Roger. Uh, Core Moto <laughs> came on this year for our brake lines. Luke. Uh, Luke, awesome. Uh, Good dude. For, Pro Bolt uh, for the titanium bolts. So that's kind of cool. We've got them on. Uh, Jeff at Brake Tech. We've been running their rotors for about three or four years now. Jeff Garris is the man, isn't he? His, his rotors are amazing. We've had no warpage issues where some of the uh, competitor brands we have had. Uh, and his rotors are just solid. They've, they've done uh, 
really, really well for us to win some championships. Um, Steve from Evil Technology came on this year for our rear sets. And so we're excited to have uh, his company on to uh, be able to promote them. And uh, we actually used to race with those products maybe five or six years ago. And so it's nice to reconnect again with them. SBS, SBS brake pads, we've used them now five years, I believe, uh, and really, really good brake pads. So that's all we run is SBS brake pads. Motion Pro has been a, a longtime sponsor for um, obviously tools for the mechanics and, and things to help uh, make the jobs easier. Uh, Kyle from Vortex, uh, we run the Vortex sprockets and the EK chains for the bikes. Um, Law Tigers of Oklahoma has been helping us out for several years and we appreciate them. Um, WPS and Firepower. So Firepower is now one of the house brands for WPS. Uh, this will be their third year uh, back with the team and Firepower uh, is their house brand. They'll be the first year on the team. Um, GB Racing came on about two months ago to help give us uh, extra protection for our engine case covers, uh, that kind of stuff. So we appreciate them coming aboard. Uh, we've also got Barnett Clutches. We've had them for three years now, and they have really, really helped us out, uh, make us successful, and we appreciate those guys a bunch. Uh, Kyle from M4, uh, he's a, you know from Texas, oh, right down the street. We love him. We go dirt bike riding with him. But his exhaust, uh, you know, we sell them at our stores on our, on our uh, customer bikes. We promote them there, but we run them on our race bikes, and we've been really, really happy with them. Um, Obviously, Audrey from Moto Liberty and Taichi, she's the importer, uh, been great. Uh, we just signed uh, Poog uh, windscreens uh, uh, last week, so we're uh, uh, appreciative of them. Poog, excuse me, for them coming on. Whatever, uh, I don't know. P-U-I-G, right? P-U-I-G, Puig. I don't know. But uh, they have just came on last week with our team for our windscreen, so um, we appreciate all of, uh, all these uh, companies and these people. That's awesome, you guys. Well, I mean, I know that you guys are at Suzuki's, but I'm still going to root for you guys. I mean, we appreciate it. you know, I always get the reports from Ludwig, you know, he's like, how's this report sound? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's them. I, mm. <laughs> Whenever I text him back, I'm like, don't make me sound stupid. Wow. And, and, and we need to shout out to Steve, uh, to Ludwig. I mean, he helps write our press releases for the last yes, four years, four years. And he's a great person. I feel like he's a brother to me, honestly. Oh, uh, dude. I talk to that dude like every day. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's yeah. a great human being. And, uh, it's just nice he to was have. great when we first started racing, coming to Chuckwalla. I mean, just embraced us, welcomed us. And it was, it was great. Yeah, man. Yeah, he always was like, whenever he'd refer to you guys, he would just be like, yeah, so I was talking to Nasani the other day, and then, <laughs> you know. And like like I was telling you before, like uh, I thought it was pretty funny that uh, Gray Fam used his KTM Cup money to buy an R6 from you guys. So yeah. it's pretty we, fun. You know, as a multi-line dealer, you know, we've met so many people from that are supportive of all these different brands, and it doesn't matter to us. I mean, we, we love all the brands. The bottom line is we're, we're hooked on these motorcycles and two wheels or four wheelers or whatever it is. You know, we're wow. just, we're enthusiasts. We love the outdoors. We love helping young riders uh, reach their dreams. You know, obviously our son is, uh, is his dream is to be up there and, and, and win a championship and we're able to help him. But we also help, you know, riders like we've had in the past that, you know, won championships. And yeah, uh, it's just, a, it's just a lot of fun. Well, man, I, I got a lot of respect for you guys, what you guys are doing. I think yeah. it's great. And, um, you know, looking forward to seeing you guys in Daytona, I guess, huh? We probably won't be in Daytona unless it's changed. 
There's what kind no of shit is that? There's no points hey. for Super Sport to race there. It's just, uh, oh, the, you know, the, well. the, the, the race. And we're going so. on vacation the week after. So, you know. Okay. Well, you know, I, like I said, you know, like we're going to Daytona. So, like. Maybe we'll show up and, you know, support everybody. So. Yeah. Anyway. All right, you guys. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. And uh, good talking to you guys, huh? Thanks for having us on. To you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> All right. Okay.